Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast, the podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie, I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, COVID puppy stranger danger, why it happens and what you can do about it. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Last week we had an awesome interview with Rebecca Corey from Stand Up for Pitts Foundation. And if you haven't listened to that one, definitely check it out. We go really into detail about the unregulated dog training industry and what we can be doing to make things better for uh, new dog owners and people who really just don't know enough and go to Google and get some bad advice or Find Caesar Milan on YouTube and get some really bad advice. Yes, very bad advice. So that's that's a really good episode. Make sure you check it out if you haven't already. She's amazing. Also, follow her on Instagram. Yes, at Rebecca Corey, C-O-R-R-Y, and at Stand Up for Pitts Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. It's a long one. Um, so before we get into today's episode, there is a, not a dog food recall, but a dog treat Voluntary, voluntary, oh my goodness. Sound like me. Voluntary removal from shelves. And it's a popular one, Zooks. So it's the Zooks Mini Naturals. Wait, they moved them from stores? They removed, Zooks voluntarily removed them from the, I'm having trouble here. Voluntarily removed them from stores. It's the Zooks Mini Naturals dog treats due to a potential quality issue. And uh, Zooks went on to say that, it is not a recall. It is not a food safety issue. Uh, in a full statement provided to dogfoodadvisor.com, Zook says, at this time, we are proactively and voluntarily removing our Zooks mini natural products from sale due to a quality issue. Zooks is a natural product which uses a natural preservation system. We have identified a product quality issue during recent production with instances where the natural pre- preservation system may not be working as effective as it should. While not a food safety issue, we are proactively and voluntarily removing Zooks Mini Naturals from the sale because we want pet parents to continue to have the best experience with our products. Since this step is being taken due to a quality issue, we are not asking pet parents to return the product. If you are not completely satisfied with your Zooks purchase, we are always happy to issue a refund. Please reach out to our pet parent relations team. Uh, So head over to dogfoodadvisor.com under recalls if you wanted to see... Exactly which products are being removed, the item number, the UPC, but they are all Zooks Mini Naturals, and it's basically all of the recipes. So my guess is that it's probably something with maybe something that keeps them moist. Interesting. Maybe they're like drying out. It's really, I mean, it was it was a nice thing to write, but it was kind of long to not actually give a straight answer. Yeah, maybe it's proprietary. They don't want to give out too much. But, probably. But uh, if you have it, if you have these... I and used to use these all the time when I first yeah, these started are your as go-to. a trainer. Yeah. So if you do have these in your home, you can still use them. But if they don't seem right, then you can reach out to Zooks and they will replace them. But there's no reason to just throw them out or not use them or try and return them because it's not a recall. So definitely try them and see how they are. But it's all the Zooks mini naturals. And there's more about that on dogfoodadvisor.com. Go to dog food recall. Interesting. <clears throat> Uh, let's cover one of our Ask the Trainers that we received. I'm not sure if you saw this one yet from Texas. No. Okay. Um, it's not so much a question we could answer on air, but I thought um, we would candidly respond to it here on the podcast and then reach out to them. But 
uh, Kelly Kudak says, my rescue animal rescue network of New England has recently pulled the dog from Texas. Oh, so New England recently pulled the dog from Texas that does not like men. We only believe in positive reinforcement training. It's very hard to find a board and train in our area for, or any training for that matter that uses this training. Any suggestions on training? You, any suggestions or training you could suggest would greatly be appreciated. I'm really struggle busting tonight. It's it's late. It's okay. Um, and then Kelly and she left her phone number. So I think that we could totally help her out with some virtuals. Oh yeah, absolutely. And maybe make a good connection with her rescue animal rescue network of New England, and uh, maybe we can give you a hand with some advice virtually. Um, yeah, we work with a lot of rescues, especially virtually, on specific dogs that are struggling. Yeah, so we will. Uh, I guess if you want to send her a text tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly, we will reach out to you via text, which you probably already received by now if you're listening to this. <laughs> so not much of an answer for anybody else <laughs> listening. And one more thing. I should have really had this ready, but I don't. But one more thing before we get into today's topic, which is COVID puppy stranger danger. Buy me some airtime here. Oh, um. Uh, Great job. All right. <laughs> you put me on the spot. So I wanted to read a five-star review we got for our podcast on Apple Podcasts, The Perfect Pedal. Five-star review, very informative and helpful. This podcast has so much knowledge and information, all based on positive reinforcement and understanding your dog. I discovered Possum University through them being guest speakers on Pregnancy Podcast. We were guest speakers. Definitely check out that episode if you are expecting or if someone in your life is expecting. We gave some good info there. Their methods and information were exactly in line with my dog training based on positive reinforcement and a respectful and loving relationship. They have a great... They have great information through their podcast episodes and their YouTube channel. After listening to them continuously, we have started working with Jamie to help our rescue pup overcome her stranger aggression and help her with a baby coming. Between the behavioral consulting and training guidance with Jamie and all the knowledge and information their podcast and YouTube channel give, we are already seeing major improvements with our girl and her fears and aggression. Highly recommend. Who wrote that? The Perfect Pedal. So it's her Apple ID. Hmm. So I'm not really sure, but one of your virtual training clients. It might be um, Inaria's parents. They're great. They're in California, I think. Well, whoever it is, the perfect pedal, thank you so much for your review. And we're really, really happy that we are helping you and making a difference in you and your dog's life. And congratulations. All right. The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Let's do it. COVID puppy stranger danger. Why are we talking about this? So I brought this up because I think it's something to... To really think about if you've gotten a dog in the last year or even even a dog that you've had but was sheltered away from the world for about a year or more. And now it's getting nice out. At least it is by us in New Jersey. It's starting to get nicer. Um, it was like, what, 80 the other day? Yeah. And this is why we're talking about this, right? Exactly. Because it's getting nicer out. And we went to a brewery that we go to all the time. The other day, which it was the first time that they actually brought out the outside seating again, which before COVID they didn't have. So they like extended the sidewalk kind of into the street with like uh, cement blockades and stuff. So cars don't hurt us. Um, and they have more area and, and dogs are allowed outside, unfortunately, because they make their beer on on campus. They can't have dogs well, because inside. Because they, uh, they bottle it in that yeah. facility or can it. So they're a manufacturing facility as well. So they can't allow dogs inside. But yeah. when there's outside seating... 
we could sit outside. So we brought the dogs this day. Yeah. So we actually brought Tasha for the first time. And we decided that we're changing her name to Strictly Tishy. We're not Tishy. calling her Tasha anymore because I, I can't with the dog. I don't know. I don't like the name Tasha. For I don't like human names for dogs. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Other, unless out. it's like really funny. Like, yeah. I, like it's totally appropriate. Like for like a Chihuahua with an attitude problem, like Simon. Yes. Like that's different. Yes. Or like, um, oh, like Peter for like a really weird husky i don't know like i could see it like weird stuff like that um but tasha it's just like that's like a nice name and it, it's a people name and i don't you know yeah. so it's tishy tashi mama she's too goofy to not be tishy yeah so we brought her in oakley pudgelina stayed home because nobody wants to hear that um and i noticed from like a couple picnic tables away there was this cute little pup um, she probably had some, some pity in her, but she was definitely houndy yeah, with like a long hound. lanky body, maybe six months old, but you, you could totally tell that she was a COVID baby. And so she was with her, her parents who were younger, probably around, around me and John's age. And then one of their sets of parents and she was super sweet with them. Really great. Like cute, adorable running, romping around and stuff. And I noticed as, um, our guy, Christian, who usually takes care of us, he's, he's like our, I don't know. I don't want to call him a waiter. Cause he's not a waiter. It's a brewery. I don't know. Yeah. What they're- <laughs> the guy who works at the brewery he brings his beer. <laughs> he brings his beer and pets our dogs. Uh, he loves Oakley. And he got to meet Tasha for the uh, tissue for the first time. Come on now. I know. And got to meet Tishy for the first time. And he was so excited to see us. And then he brought, he always brings water over for all the dogs that are there and, uh, brought her over some water. And he's, he's a taller guy. And he came over and I watched her. I'm always watching people's dogs. I kind of look like a stalker, but it's just what I do. And I'm watching her and she looked interested as he was far away by us. And then as he came closer, she was like, oh crap. You saw the confidence get sucked out of her. She like bent down, got real low and kind of like suckered herself a little bit underneath the the uh, picnic table. And as he came down with the water to get closer to her, that's when she started alert barking. And she was like super freaked out. And her mom and dad didn't know what to do. And and it wasn't like they were doing anything militant. They weren't yelling at her. But I noticed um, that they were trying to encourage her by forcing her a little bit, like with her harness, like trying to pull her. Mm-hmm. Um, like say hi. Yeah, they it's were trying okay, to encourage her to say hi. And they kept saying, it's okay, it's okay. And so they weren't doing anything mean, they, you know, nothing like that. But they didn't understand like what they were doing and how it was it was probably harming her a little bit more than doing any good. And then Christian, because he's really good, he kind of just, put the water bowl down and he was like, I'm going to go. She's fine. Don't worry about it. And then soon after that, some older couple was kind of walking down the street, like towards us passing them. And the guy wanted to say hi to her. Cause she happened to be like out on the sidewalk a little bit. And he like bent down same way that Christian did. And, like offered his hand and she did the same thing except kind of worse this time. And I think cause he was just a little bit closer and, and it had already happened once. Yeah. So, so she was already on a ratchets up each time and then dad kind of got up and like kept kind of like pushing her muzzle away and when i said that my mom was like oh she had a muzzle and i was like no no her actual snout like her snoot your snoot your snoot but i it's it's technically called a muzzle so he was like trying to turn her muzzle away while she was barking to like stop her like to deter her away from the guy all things that like people normal things trying to like just doing the best they can like trying to deter her from barking and like because it's embarrassing like someone's trying to be nice and say hi to your dog and you're like oh my god my dog's barking at you like i'm sorry and now everyone's watching because again we're outside and there's what it was probably about at least 20 people if yeah not more sitting that, in the picnic tables yeah i think so um so i'm sure he was like a little bit like oh my god stop you know what i mean but we don't realize in these moments what we do to our dogs 
psychologically what what we're portraying to them right. so i wanted to bring that up it was you know uh, it was a moment where i was like okay like that's that's something to talk about um you know like i was saying before they were saying it's okay it's okay like they but they weren't doing like good girl you know even be- right. because she wasn't acting appropriately and that's like another thing i talk to my clients about a lot lately is we have to start deterring away from how we traditionally train like we're so used to dogs being obedient to get rewards. Do the right thing, you get the food. You don't get you don't get the food until you do it right. Right. Right? But when it comes to emotions, we have to throw that out the window. So like even my client today I was talking to her like um they they own an orchard and they have to I have like the craziest stories with my clients, I swear. That's pretty cool. Like, I know. <laughs> they own an orchard. Where's the orchard? In California, the ones I was just talking about. Oh, okay. So if it was, if, if that was Anara's mom, she is listening. Oh. So um, they own an orchard. So they've been kind of trapping the squirrels to, to get them other places. So they didn't, and it's the first time they've ever done this because now the squirrels keep eating their, their fruit. So they trapped the squirrel and their neighbor was like, oh, you, you got a squirrel, whatever. And they didn't realize that Anara was going to be so high prey drive about it. Um, so they had her away. She didn't hurt the squirrel or anything like that, but they were trying to use it as like a training situation and they were trying to get her to look while the squirrel was in the cage further back and she could not disengage whatsoever. And she was trying to like move mom out of the way. Like she wasn't looking. And that's when I was telling mom, I was like, we have to deter away from her being obedient and more so worried about, like, worry about her emotions. Worry about desensitizing right. her. What's her association with this? Yes, I was like, you should have been shoving that food in her mouth and telling her she was a good, good girl the whole time. That was not the time for a look. Mm-hmm. She can't. She's at 10, right? She could get there eventually, but... Yes, but not the... And that was the first time that ever happened where there was a squirrel in a, in a, in a cage right there, and, like, they were, they were rather close. So we walked through, and I said, next time I want you to focus more on this. And I was like, I want you to try and get out of the mindset of her being obedient and focus more on her emotions. And it's so hard for us as humans because it's been ingrained in our heads from an early age that dogs need to behave to be good dogs. Mm-hmm. And it, it's mostly about obedience and command base. Right. Do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. But we need to be working on, like I said, these associations for, for especially dogs like these, these COVID puppies, stranger dates, it's COVID puppy stranger danger situations yes we need to be looking at what's our association what are they afraid of why are they afraid of it and how can we change their mind mm-hmm. and that's where like you said treats not for listening not for not barking not mm-hmm. for looking at you but just treats because look when this person's around you're getting treats this is this is a good thing yeah new people is a good thing 100 percent. we're so worried about band-aid fixes yeah they don't like and it didn't matter, like, even the guy at the brewery, like, when he was kind of, like, pushing her muzzle away. Like, he wasn't, like, smacking her or anything. No, no, it wasn't was just... It wasn't painful. He was just trying to, like, like, I've even done it to Oakley sometimes. Like, I bring his his snout closer to me. Mm-hmm. Especially and, when uh, you have people meeting, or do- other dogs meeting and sniffing his butt. Yes, and he understands why I'm doing it. But, like, it was as simple as that. But that didn't stop her from barking. You know what I mean? But, like... Him pushing her muzzle away from the thing that's scaring her mm-hmm. made her snap back faster the second time because she felt like her guard was down because she couldn't see him. Right. You know, so we don't realize what we do in those moments trying to put a Band-Aid over a situation and how it, it affects their emotions down the road to these scary things. And I'm, I think that we're going to be seeing this and our listeners might who have 
COVID puppies might be seeing this more in the next few weeks because now we're coming into the nicer weather and now we're getting out again. So like even without COVID, we have that period of not really leaving the house and not really doing much. And then when you have a, from the beginning, if you have a puppy, even not in a pandemic, let's say you get the puppy in September and then you go basically hibernate for the winter. You're not taking your dog out while they're like, a romping around, don't care about anything, happy-go-lucky puppy. Right. So now you're missing all those opportunities for social socialization, like those prime, like six months, like the, the prime time to mm-hmm. be socialized with new people and be out and about. It's winter. We're in our houses. But there's no outdoor dining, you know, all these things. And now that it's starting to warm up, we're starting to test the waters with our new puppies and we're taking them to breweries and we're going out on walks and we're going through the town. Now your six month to 12 month old puppy is like, what is going on? They're experiencing this for the first time in their life. Yeah. So it's, it's traumatic for them because now, like I've spoken on many other episodes about coming into maturity now they understand what it feels like to be uncomfortable, to mm-hmm. be scared, to be frightened, to feel inferior, insecure. All these negative traits come to play. And as our as owners, we need to be ready to help them through it. Don't make it a big thing. Just get really excited. Treat them like crazy, regardless of their behavior. It is so simple, but for some reason, it is so hard for us as humans to just do it. Because we're so worried about how we're going to look to other people. And we always think, I'm going to, if I praise my dog while they act inappropriately, I'm going to be reinforcing bad behavior. But that's that's not what happens when it comes to emotions and socialization. It's very different than than peeing in the house or, you know, barking for attention. It's very, very different. Um, So I really just want everybody to focus. If you do have a puppy that is, you know, coming into maturity or you're going out more all of a sudden or you're planning on being more social, maybe you just got your vaccine and you're like ready to paint the town red and you want to bring your dog, take it slow. I would not say the first place you should go is the brewery or the winery. Like you need to go to a park on a not so busy day. Mm Mm-hmm. Take your treats with you. Keep your distance. Play around with your your three Ds, your distance, your duration, your distraction. And give your dog some time to warm up to the nice weather. Like, take it easy. Yeah. I talked about this on Instagram in one of my posts that I made a few days ago where I was venting about something. Um, you venting? I know. No. It's very unlike me. No. And I had said people seem to be under the impression that dogs are come pre-installed with software to interact with humans and be the perfect companion. And that's not the case. And that's especially what you're going to start seeing as these COVID puppies start to get out and and experience things in social settings for the first time. And you got to remember, like, this is their first time. This is their first time out at a brewery with people passing on the sidewalk and other dogs passing on the sidewalk and cars going by and loud music and all these things. These things take some time to adjust. And if you push it, you could ruin these things for almost forever. You know, it really depends on the dog. But if you create terrible associations, have bad meat after bad meat with strangers on the sidewalk, um, have a car backfire, they're never going to want to go out to the brewery no. ever again. No, no. So that's why it's nice and slow and just being understanding of, the, of what they're going through and being in a position to reward them. 
and not always for doing something right, but just reward them for being brave, for getting through this situation, it's for like facing it to begin with. So I think that's some, some good information. I actually had one of my clients, I talked to her two weeks ago, and she's got a COVID puppy, and her neighbor, her, her, her little bit older neighbor, like ran over to say hi to him, and he barked. He alert barked because he's scared of her. And she goes, oh, he's aggressive. He's a year old. He's like a shih tzu mix. And she was like, he's not aggressive. Like, why would you say that? He was just because he did one bark at her because she approached really quickly. And so then my client was telling him that he was a good boy, like I told her to. And she goes, why are you telling him he's a good boy? He's a bad boy. I was like, you need to move. Like, what is happening? I was like, who is this woman running around telling everybody they're aggressive and that they're a bad boy because one bark? It's always the shittiest people. Where along the lines did we have these these notions that 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 is a bad, aggressive dog? I just don't understand. Bad dogs don't give warnings. And bad dogs don't really exist. Like I don't know. Have you met Pudgelina? Oh, you stop that. You leave her Just alone. Saying. What What would Nonny say? Oh, I sent you something. If you, you sent- wanted to read it. Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? I sent you a screenshot of something. If you wanted to, I'm not sure if you wanted to read it in the podcast oh. or not. But um, it's in response to if you guys haven't gone to Instagram at Paulson University and looked at Lulu's video, her two week progress from losing her mind at the at the uh, window to somebody coming up to the front door to. Two weeks later, just watching and not making a peep. Wait, it's did I incredible. show you the the four week update? No, but Wait, you should post it. I have to find it real quick. Is it really good. Do you, gonna, do you want me to read this? Hold on, let me show you the, the video first. I mean, not the video. Look at this. She's. You could say. But she's oh she's sleeping yeah this is a this, this is, is the same scenario this is not a visual medium so I got to give you a play by she's but does she know they're there yeah and she's just unfazed but yeah. what's tough is how are we going to post this and prove that she knows they're there I don't know but I know that so that's all that matters but the picture is from mom and dad and it's Lulu on that same couch oh I thought that was a video no it's I'm not like a I'm video. waiting for something to move no it's not a video um. It's Lulu literally passed out on that same couch that you've seen in the both the both videos, and she is literally asleep, like Relax. comfortable position. And all the caption says is "Lulu not guarding!" exclamation point. And um, I was asking a little bit more, and she said, "When we were starting with you, she'd be guarding the downstairs all day. Once we started putting her down for naps in the afternoon, she then started putting herself down for naps." With all after all the positive reinforcement, and now she does it voluntarily. Okay, I remember. I remember you showing me this, and I think I was mixing up who it was because you said guarding. So I was thinking that you meant that she was like, oh no, preventing no. anybody from going downstairs. Nope, nope, just you guarding mean, the you area mean on alert, like neighborhood watch. Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, she was literally passed out during her time of day that she's usually doing what she does at the window. So back to what you sent me, the screenshot. Yeah. I just thought it was a cool comment. No, it is. Um, She said, thank you so much for posting this. We've had two sessions with Jamie for a similar problem, and the work has paid off, but my husband was skeptical of the approach. 
That was until I showed him this video. Now that he truly understands and believes we are making much more progress. We are, we hope to be able to schedule another training in the future. Complications on our end, but thank you in all caps. Cool. So this, I guess this video got her husband on board with the training. Mm-hmm. So he was skeptical. People a are lot skeptical. of people are. You don't know how many times I've had to talk a spouse into my theories. Um, and I'm like, give me one week. Mm-hmm. One week. Well, one week. I'm, I'm glad that he was open-minded about it. Because yeah, it's nice when people change their minds. Be- and that, that goes back to, again, what I was saying before, is that traditional dog training is like a freaking earworm. And we can't detach from it because it doesn't feel right when we when we do what I'm telling people to do. Well, that's great. <laughs> Weird response. I know. I got distracted. I can see that. Um, but very happy for Lulu. And um, we you did drop a business card on the table oh, I as we walked by <laughs> for that puppy. So hopefully they reach out. They were really excited about it. Or maybe they'll listen to the podcast or look at some of the other content we put out. Maybe. And, you know, point them in the right direction. If you're listening to this, hi. <laughs> Your um, dog's really cute. Yeah. I did tell them that as I was leaving. Well, she was really cute. She was adorable. She was at that perfect age. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, well, the perfect age where you want to like play with them and snuggle them and then, all right, send them home. (laughs) (laughs) They could be rowdy in the house. Six months old. I'm assuming she she looked six. She could have been, I I think, anywhere from six to nine months, maybe. I wonder if you and I will ever have a puppy ever again. Nope. No, I am team geriatric dogs. Not even another opal. No, no, no. That was that was more work than our son. <laughs> that was ten times more work than our son. <laughs> I truly believe that she got us ready for JJ. That was not easy. That no. was like a lifetime of animal welfare work, and I am done. <laughs> I'm retired. And that's it. You do it all over again, you liar. I don't Wait a minute. We literally just got an Ask the Trainer in. Just now? I can't believe this. It literally just popped up on the computer. All they, right, read it. It was just put in a minute ago. Let's do it. All right. Live. This is live. This is happening live. Uh, Tosh Gunning says, Hi, I have a 10-week-old golden retriever puppy. He's beautiful and has been very well-behaved during the night until now. He now barks for long periods of time. We take him for a toilet break in the middle of the night as we as we know he can't hold his bladder. That's just a quick trip with no other interaction. Starting to think he hates his crate. It's cozy and nothing has changed, so I'm unsure why this behavior started. We ignore the barking once we know it's not cause... It's not because he needs to go to the toilet. Any tips on getting him to settle through the night would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Lots of follow-up questions. Um, one, is he actually going to the bathroom when he wakes up? Um, if so, if it's just pee, you guys can start to restrict water a little bit earlier in the night. As long as he gets enough during the day, it's okay to restrict um three to four hours before bed. Especially if he's getting wet food. Yes, especially if he's getting wet food. Because um, it has more moisture in it. What was my other follow-up? Hold on, let me reread that. Yeah, Started he definitely... He hates his crate. Yeah, he can't... He definitely can't hold his bladder, so it is possible that he's waking up more. Right. But, he, but he's getting older, so he's just more aware of it rather than like a younger puppy who may just sleep and then pee in the crate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. You might you want to be also mindful of the fact that if he's barking and you go down to see if he needs to go to the bathroom, uh, you're reinforcing the fact that, hey, when I bark, they're going to come down and let me out. It's hard, though, because when they're potty training, you don't want to miss it and then him go in the crate. So I, I get it. Um, now, my other question is, are you guys home because of the whole COVID situation? If you're home and I'm assuming... All right, so he's 10 weeks right now. I'm assuming they probably got him at like seven, eight weeks. So it's we're going on three, two weeks now. Um, he may just be becoming more attached to you guys. And if you're home more during the day, yeah, there may be some separation anxiety going on again. He is mm -hmm. like, he is literally an infant. So he is like, hey, I want to be with you guys. And yeah. I feel alone ten by weeks, myself. 10 weeks is very, very young, by the way. Um, and he's got some way to go before he can even control his bladder enough to hold it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, typically in a perfect world, dogs wouldn't even be adopted or placed in a home until they were 12 weeks old. Yeah. But so, there's no laws. So, yeah. So he's very young and you could, you could very well be going through a phase of like, he just doesn't want to be in the crate anymore. Yeah. Um, Opal was like that. Opal never did not. I, well, she was blind. So I, I think that it, it kind of scared her being in the crate. Um, we struggled with that for a good few weeks until we decided, okay. And, and she would get so upset that she would literally have explosive diarrhea and then walk in it and it's all over the room. Yeah. So we decided, okay, let's try and put her in the same dog bed with Oakley. And she passed out. And that's how it was for a long time after that. But every dog is different. I'm not, I'm definitely not telling you at this young to do that. No. Opal um, was 14 weeks. Especially if there's no poop involved and it's not insanely bad barking like she was freaking out. Um, for him, what I would do, if, again, if we were talking in person, I would ask you a lot of different questions. But um, the first thing that comes to mind is making sure that he's getting enough exercise before bed. A lot of times with puppies, especially with our work loads and, and how we are as humans, a lot of times we like to work during the day, uh, eat dinner, and then veg out on the couch. And this makes it very susceptible for puppies to nap right before bed, which we don't want. Um, so let's say that you go to bed at 10 o'clock. And so that's when you're going to put the puppy to bed. Um I don't want him to nap after dinner. I want you guys to give him dinner, maybe take him for a walk, come back, play with him inside the house or in the backyard with toys and, and running around and having fun. Catch the threshold. Make sure he doesn't get overstimulated. Most puppies at this age can only play for 10 to 20 minutes before losing their minds. And I'm talking like Cujo mode, yeah, biting. Teething's on the way. Yeah, uh, they're barking they're you know a lot, i have a lot of people say my dog's aggressive i was like no you you have an overstimulated puppy your dog is not aggressive um yeah the nipping the barking um the chasing ankle biting stuff like that that's when you hit the threshold try to figure out what's your dog dog's threshold they all have a different time limit when you catch it before that point and then give some sort of mental stimulation a frozen kong or a marabone with like sweet potato banana pumpkin yogurt a little bit of peanut butter, not too much peanut butter. At that at that young, you're going to get some diarrhea. Um, anything that's, you know, something that's not going to hurt the belly, that's frozen, keep them busy, um, and then in the crate. Try to keep them busy until it's time for bed. And then the puppy should pass out. 
Um, yeah, and maybe touch on the fact that if they are in like a working from home kind of situation, how to prevent separation anxiety. I know we've kind of touched on this so yeah. much on the podcast, but just a quick overview of what yeah, you I should was, be doing to I avoid that. I was just talking to a couple today. They're, they're brand new clients and they have a 11-week-old puppy, so not far off from this pup. And um, they they felt bad leaving and they were putting him in the bathroom rather than the crate, even though he was doing great in the crate. But then he would do, they, they called it revenge poops in the bathroom. So they were like closing the bathroom door. And I think he, it was just too much space. So puppy needs to be crated while you guys are gone. Um, but you need to step out during the day. Um, if the crate is in a place where you're working or where anybody else frequents a lot of the day, this, puppy needs to be somewhere alone and every dog is different some dogs like to be in the middle of the hoopla but that's not going to help with separation anxiety so um i would practice if you're working from home during the day and the puppy's getting way too used to being with you or falling asleep on you this is this is a big issue that you want to tackle from the very beginning so put them in the crate with a frozen kong or a frozen marabone with a crate pad um crate cover I mean uh crate cover in another room with music on where they can't hear you on your zoom calls or anything that you're doing they need to be alone and think that they're alone for short periods of time and then you can add more time to it as you go but puppies need naps during the day so utilize those nap times to do this go out and get a cup of coffee go get some lunch real quick go for a drive with your significant other and get out of the house if you can um, this will be so good for your dog. So little things that we can do to make sure that these little things don't happen. Um, and on the other hand, if your dog is in the crate all day long and then is in the crate at night, that could be a reason too. They're just kind of over it. So it really depends on what situation that you're having. Every dog is different. I was just telling that, that other couple earlier today, I was like, there's no book that's going to tell you exactly what to do because your dog is different than the door next the dog next door and the dog down the street so you have to do what fits your dog properly but if you guys want to talk to me a little bit more about this situation and really um nail something down for your dog's specific specific needs definitely reach out to us we can absolutely set up a virtual training yeah and i'm emailing her back right now oh nice i just thought it was really funny the timing of like the fact that the Gmail window was open mm-hmm. and then it just popped up as we, I was getting ready to wrap up the episode. Just perfect. It was meant to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and send that response now. Let's meant see. to be. So if anybody was wondering, I'm going to give everybody an update on our living situation. If anybody was wondering, yeah, we're still pretty much homeless. Um, yeah, we are actually like <laughs> legitimately going to be homeless in, hold on, let me do the math real quick. 23 days. <laughs> In 23 days, we will be homeless. Nowhere to live, except we're going to be moving in with my parents. Thank God for them. Yes. We're going to have four dogs in the house, one of them being Gatsby, who really needs work on his uh, socialization with other dogs. So I think that'll this will be, be interesting. a blessing in disguise for him. I think it'll be very good. So we, we will be working on Gatsby. He needs it. Yeah. He needs it. Um, and the only reason why we haven't been able to figure out the problem for this long is because John and I live 45 minutes away from my parents. So yeah, it's not so easy. It's not easy to socialize the way that Gatsby needs it. He needs 10 minutes here and our dogs be put away. Him get some decompression time. My dogs come back 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They go away and over and over and over again. And it's hard when we live 45 minutes away to make sure that my dogs also don't suffer in that situation yeah so this the fact that we're going to be sharing a living space 
and my dogs will have their own room with us. It's not going to be that situation of like, because every single time we go to see my parents, like they want to see the baby and they want to hang out with us and we want to have dinner and drinks and hang out and nobody wants to train, <laughs> including myself because it's my weekend. So I'm not trying to train when I'm not working. So this will be a very, very good situation for Gatsby to hopefully get him over that hump. And so we can have our dogs there during the summer and swim in the pool and actually have a good time and not worry. Because he can do it. We see him with Pudge. I think he's just intimidated by Tishy and Oakley because yeah. they're bigger. And uh, as far as why we still can't find somewhere, it's because things people keep stealing houses from us. We literally had the most beautiful Victorian house in the palm of our hands. Zoned for commercial and residential. So we could have a little bit over an acre of land. Our board and train out of it right on the main street. Beautiful. Perfect. House. Literally five bedrooms, two bath. With a barn, with a giant barn. barn. And no. It was beautiful. No, so the search continues. And um, we came in with, a, if anyone's, we're coming in with really good offers here. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody looked at this house for months, months. And we, then we looked at it on Saturday, and apparently two other people decided to look at it on Saturday. Three offers. All three of us put offers in. Three offers. We we literally feel like Ryan Reynolds in Good Luck Chuck, and yeah. I also think that our realtor is bugged. You need a household? Give us a call. We'll tour it and pretend like we're going to put an offer in, and I guarantee you, you'll get at least seven. Yep. Because that's the way things are going. So that is house number three that we have, or property number three that we've lost out on. So, so everyone that's continues. asking when our boarding train is going to be up and running, I was like, mm, when I stop living in a cardboard yeah. box in the next few months. Well, our realtor said that those will probably be sold out too. This is what we're at. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm sorry that we missed last week's episode. It's just been, it's been insane. insane. And then I had a neck procedure yesterday. Neck procedure and, and all if that. If anybody has had a discogram, they feel my pain right yeah. now. Yeah. Shout out to people who run red lights and hit my wife. <laughs> we really only, appreciate you. Not only one of you. Not. Better not be listening to this podcast. No, she doesn't look like the type that would have a dog. <sighs> We've said too much. <laughs> Her lawyer's listening, I guarantee you. Um, all right. That's all we have for this episode. We are going to go to sleep now, and you'll be listening to this by the time we wake up. Yay. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you have to edit it first. You can go to sleep. There's no editing that goes on here. Okay. We just... We just... Oh. Oh. That's not the right button. What? That's, that's not the right button either. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, there you go, babe. There we go. I think this is our closing music, right? This is your job. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's not the closing music. Hold on. Oh, my God. I wonder if anyone's still listening. We're, this is literally the time of the morning show when Elvis is like, we have to switch topics because we're, li we're losing listeners. I found it. All right, this is our closing music. I got to change the color on the board. It's not right. I don't okay. know why. Sorry, everybody. Rough um, times over here. So, please like and subscribe. Well, can you like this podcast? No. Please subscribe to this podcast <laughs> and whatever you're listening to. I can't. Um, leave us a five-star review like um, the something pedal. Hold on. Pretty pedal? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect pedal. Pretty pedal. You remember. You know what we're talking about. You remember, remember. Please leave us a five-star review if you like this podcast. Share with a friend who has a dog in need. It's the perfect pedal. Thank you, perfect pedal. If you want to leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. If you want to buy our dog's marrow bones, 
Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum. You could buy us Marabones. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Possum University. Follow us on YouTube, uh, Possum University. And anything else? If there's anybody, any person out there that you think would be a good interviewee for our show, let us know. Make that connection. We just missed the window on the closing there. But uh, until next week. Class dismissed.